As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. Hello and welcome to a late night edition of the uh, Warriors All 82 podcast after what is, uh, you know, probably I'd say top five most memorable game probably of the uh, Warriors dynasty era. If you even still consider this, I guess, an extension of the dynasty, I'd ask you to because, you know, there was some talk post game like best Steph finals game ever. I would probably uh, categorize this as the signature game of Steph Curry's career. I mean, you guys uh, have all, you've covered him longer than I have. Can you think of another one that the considering stakes moment, even the little foot injury that happened beforehand, the stage of his career 34, the state of his team, the team he's playing against down 2-1. They don't win the finals if they lose tonight. He goes for 43, 10 rebounds also. Um is there a better or a more signature Steph Curry game in his entire career? Game Oh, game probably, but finals moment probably not. Like, but doesn't that? I mean, isn't that part of it? Yeah, Stakes, no, I, arena. I, I, I understand all that, but I, I just think Marcus and I have seen like the beginning of Curry was kind of was so huge. Was the you know, so was such a revelation that I, I think we still see that. I think the Oklahoma City game where he shoots the, you know, shot just inside the three, three inside the uh, half court, which wasn't a finals game, wasn't even a playoff game, but that just seems to me to resonate. This was his greatest playoff game, I think. And he's had a lot of great ones. I mean, I go back to the Denver series in his first, uh, in their second, whatever, first playoff run. He was incredible. And he was injured. And he was making shots against everything. But this was his greatest, I'll still say, this was his greatest playoff game. And, you know, maybe his most, uh, you know, because of the age, because of the moment, because they're down 2 1, because Boston's so good and the Warriors are an aging situation, uh, maybe the most meaningful. I would say some other games were better, just better, better, better. But this one was maybe the one that, that well, like, hits the heart the hardest uh, and makes you go, you know, wow, he still got it in him. And that, I think the revelation is, always feels bigger than he still got it, but this is way, way up there. And I, I would say it's his greatest playoff performance. I've, I've listed a few of them, you know. I still think, you know, like game five, 2015, where he gets 17 points in the fourth quarter. Like, he's going toe-to-toe with LeBron in a 2-2 series. 
and his first time doing it, like, oh, I mean, all of this happens because of that. I mean, game seven against Oklahoma City, yeah. I know it was the West Finals, but, I mean, that's a huge performance. Because remember, that, yeah, that was still the 73-9 and team, and that kept them alive, even though they would eventually lose. But I do believe in the mode that, you know, NBA fandom likes their huge games, this one fit that, right? He was the clear dominant player. He got the four. I think the 40 number matters, right? I think it's it's better than 38, you know what I'm saying? I think the play always says that. Yeah, <laughs> the, the 10 rebounds, you know. You could say now, oh, he had 43 and 10 in Boston. It fits that narrative better. It fits the LeBron mode of things, but I think this is – it will be considered one of his best. But I think when you throw in all the context of that, he's 34, that this defense is incredibly tough. And that the guys around him aren't playing that well. He's being guarded by the defensive player of the year in this series. It's not like they're they're loosing things up for him, right? So he's doing this, like, kind of begging for some help from someone. Like – I mean, also, also, I forgot about this. I mean, it was a loss, but he dropped 47 in the finals against a boxing one. Still one of the most crazy things we've ever seen. But I do think, you know what this is? This is the one where, like, it's significant because you can't say he hasn't done it, right? You can't say, you can't say he wasn't the best player on the floor. You, you can no longer ever say that about him because he did it in Boston against the best defense in the league. And without, like, another player. Like, I thought he was great in game six in 2016. But obviously, Clay stole that show, right? So, I think in this situation, you're looking at Clay and it's like, ah. You're looking at Jordan Poole, it's like, ah, you know. Well, we'll get yeah. Looney was great. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, just say, this is like the Jordan th- big three-point gusher he had against Portland on the game one or game two of that one or whatever finals game. It was great and might have been his highest point total. I don't know. But... It wasn't like there's been some other games where you go as he built it up. But this was the one, and people talk about that game all the time. We'll talk about this Steph game forever. I think the buildup is, is for Marcus and I, having lived through a lot of it, maybe felt bigger than just the game. It was Steph emerging, but this was just an awesome, incredible, you know, best game in the playoffs. I mean, there's some 43s out there, 46s. The, I but, mean, the other yeah, one might have been in this Jimmy building, Butler. Jimmy Butler yeah, in this yeah, building, yeah. game six. But, but, you know, part of the reason why that Jimmy Butler one doesn't feel as significant is Miami goes on to lose the series. And to me, like this Steph Curry game, depending on if they win the series or if they lose the series, it takes on a different life. Because if they do win the series, they won the title because of this performance. Whereas if they lose I, the series... Way, I now think they're going to win the series. I mean, I thought this, they were going to win the series to start. How is this any yeah, different than yeah, you yeah, scripted yeah, it out from the beginning? Yeah, it is. But it's just the way this worked. Like, you scripted this yeah, out I did, from the beginning. I did. Like, I did. <laughs> but, man, it just feels different the way this happened. And then they, you know... What did you say? Six. Warriors and six come back 2-2. <laughs> two, two, they win in six. But... When they go down two one, you're like going, I don't know, uh, I you know, I don't change my prediction, but like now I feel like they're, they're going to win this series. I don't know if it's going to be six or seven, but that it's just like Steph Curry magic and that internal toughness. They can absorb Draymond having three of three of his worst games in the playoffs ever. You know he had a game good good game too, but like then they win the game in Boston and they pull him. I mean we're talking about that too, but this this is uh, the sign of what they are. They are they just figure stuff out they get a tr- you know transcendent performance out of Steph and they beat a really good team on the road when they absolutely they knew they were saying it after like they lose this game they lose the series 
that's on the brink. They do all this other stuff, and they get that game out of Steph. They're going to win the series. Yeah, so we should have a large segment, obviously, on the Draymond Green situation, I think, in general, not just the benching, but his play. Um, but, you know, I maybe save that for a little later in the podcast because, I mean, obviously, there's so many. There's other components of this win. Um, and I wrote about three of them. I mean, Looney, Wiggins, Poole. Looney uh, doesn't start. You know, it was. it's kind of weird. It's like almost a counterintuitive adjustment from Kerr where he's going into from game three to four saying, I'm benching Looney to start the game, but I'm also planning to play him more. He said it was a mistake. He only played him 17 minutes, zero fourth quarter minutes for Kevon Looney in game three. They get killed on the glass. They get killed in second chance points. Uh, he brings Looney in mid first quarter. By the way, the starting lineup change, it's supposed to help with the spacing. They got killed on the glass early. Robert Williams gets two early offensive rebounds. They have two rebounds total as a team in the first five minutes. Put Looney in. He has four rebounds in the first two minutes, including one of those you know rebound kickouts. Wiggins hits a three. Uh, Part of the reason Draymond Green is was benched and they're comfortable with it, and this is the side of the story they were trying to tell post game was Kevon Looney is playing so well that it's kind of leading to that decision. They're trying to, you know, we can get to Draymond's poor play, but Looney playing this well has allowed them to go away from Draymond Green and feel fine. And and you're watching the game feeling fine because like Kevon Looney is good. How many times do we have to say it on this podcast? But Kevon Looney's been good. He and Wiggins are the best plus minus in the game, by the way. Uh, obviously, Steph was the story, but those two guys played tremendously. It's because it's hard to play Looney and Draymond together, right? That's what's going against this defense, this switchable defense. And I talked to Kerr afterwards because we just can't run our normal, put Draymond at the top and have him swing the ball. Like, that doesn't work against these this switching defense. So that changes the dynamics of what they can do. You have to split up Draymond and Looney more, especially at the start of the game. And that means sometimes you're going to pick Looney over Draymond. Like, that's what happened. He has yeah. been a better player in this series. He's, it's a better group when Looney's out there against this team so far. Now, Draymond's probably going to have a great game down the road. They can't just discard Draymond. No. Uh, he's going to play 33 minutes. He played 33 tonight. But the focus can change a little bit. You know, the ideas, and they are literally not playing him. They are not playing him on defense. That is really hard for the offense. We saw he comes out, what are they, 11-4 run in the fourth quarter. That's what gets them from down to up, and they stayed up. Uh, Draymond came in, as we talked, um, I wrote about, clearly I wrote about this column, wrote about this in my column, and, you know, goes offense-defense and has some great moments on both sides. Uh, You know, rebounding the ball, pressuring the shooters, Horford's wild miss on three, which could have tied the game. He misses where he gets the rebound, Draymond in another play is transitioning, gets the pass to Steph, perfect pass, boom, pocket three, put him up six. Like, there's things that he did, and it's to his credit, he was pissed off when they took I was watching. He was pissed. I was like, what is going on? He was, like, I thought he was like going to walk out of the arena. He was that mad. Walks to the back, kind of the alley, the, the, the row, and kind of sits down at the very end when he's mad. Kept his head in it. And then when they went offense-defense, he played great. Got mad every time he came out again and went to the end of the bench, but came back in and played well. That's what you have to ask out of a leader who, who was upset about it. But um, they gained from that. They absolutely gained from Kerr doing that and from Draymond delivering and from Looney delivering for sure. And Poole, by the way, because Poole's the other one who has to deliver when they're kind of pulling Draymond out, and he did too. Yeah. Looney is the ultimate safety blanket. Like, And what he's shown for what, three series now is that if Draymond's not playing well, you can sit him down. And they can go four guards and Looney. 
Like, they, they can do that. And that's something that we didn't think they would have. We didn't think they would be able to do that. But he's so good rebounding at this point, even against Robert Williams, right? Like, he's, he's such a presence in there. And I think the game changer is the finishing. Like, the game changer is he's the only guy on the team who knows how to pump fake. <laughs> like, he goes in there. Robert Williams is swatting everything. Looney gets in there, give him a little nod, lets him fly, gets the bucket. Like, I think it, it works to his advantage that he knows he can't jump. To me, that's your safety valve. If Draymond's not playing well, you got a backdoor, which means you only have to play Draymond if he's playing well, right? Which, I mean, that that is a level of depth <clears throat> And strength in numbers, they never, they, they never had that. Not, it, not in the front court. That's certain. what I'm saying, not in the front court. Well, the one thing I would argue, when you, you could do that with Durant. You know what I mean? Like, you go Durant yeah, big. Yeah, yeah you so could, much better yeah, than everybody. Like, but they never had this decision. Like, they never had, what do we do if Draymond's not? Like, they could still play him. Well, I mean, and he didn't play like this in those well, years. That's the other thing, and I mean, we can get to it, but that's still a problem. No like, he's, no like, no, I thought, like, this set up just like one to two set up three to four set up is like Draymond's going to respond tonight I was surprised that he didn't play well tonight and that to me it's a the bigger concern like you know the loony safety valve it's all great but like to win this series two out of the next three like they, they can't have Draymond play like this. I mean I feel like I mean it, it's very obvious once he starts passing up layups like that's done right he's got to at least finish at the rim or at least go up I don't care if you go over ten. You gotta go up. The moment you stop, start kicking them out, you're 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 not playable on offense, and you're killing Steph. They're doing this thing where they're running, they're getting Draymond off the pick and roll, but they're putting Marcus Smart on Draymond, so he just inches over and gets into the pick and roll anyway. So it's basically three on two with the defense. Yeah, yeah. So like there was one when Draymond did come back in in the fourth, they put him in the left corner. And Marcus Smart leaves Draymond and is all the way on the other side of the court, ends up forcing a jump ball on Looney with one second left. Because they're just like, whatever. And if he's not even a threat to slash and finish that, like he's really crippling the offense. They got, they got to take him out. But, but I do feel like we, we said this from the beginning, and it's amazing they got him this far. They did not get a big. <laughs> they did not get rim protection. And they banked on more Draymond at center than ever before with no safety valve. I mean, ended up Kevon Looney being a safety oh, valve. Kevon Looney saved them. He yeah, saved he them saved in them. so many ways. No yeah. question. Well, they but, were banking on James Wiseman. Yeah. That, Still, yeah. I mean, that, that was a weird bank, though, right? Like, that was like <laughs> a – it's like, you, you know, they didn't sign anybody, and they basically said, we're going to ride with Draymond. And he's 32 years old, and he got you through the West. So I kind of get it. Like, he's, he does not look good. This is one of – this is OKC. Right, this is that matchup where everybody's more athletic, everybody's longer, and it's tough for him to figure out. But like this was the risk when you didn't get a big man, and you said Draymond is going to be our center, and it finally caught up to him. I, I do feel like it shouldn't be lost that Draymond got you through the West, <laughs> right? Like, but this is a this is just a bad matchup. It's a bad matchup. Yeah, so compare it to the OKC series. Steve Kerr to me afterwards like this was like that series he said like now they figured it out in that one switched switched the matchups and Draymond was a lot younger and and I I think he had some different facets that he doesn't have right now like that one he had that runner like two feet from the rim and he shot it like one foot well that's the season he shot 38 percent from three that season yeah 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 this is not that player uh and he still has his strengths we're not you know certainly they're not going to bench him they're not they're going to start him but 
as you look at this series, and I think you can hint about what down the road in the next few years, he's gonna he's gonna lose some minutes. Like this is this is not great, and especially against Al- But there's a lot of athletic teams, right? I mean, there's not you know there's not not every team's athletic, but just there's there's athletic teams like that. One of them's Memphis. They're young. Uh, this is a, this is an interesting way they're gonna have to figure this, uh, but. You know they'll have to really figure it out for the next two games, next three games, however many they are. But uh, it's play Draymond as Marcus said. Play Draymond if he's playing well, and if he's not, they're they're, they're going to go to other things. And they have them. They got Otto Porter. They got Looney. I thought they might try Kaminga tonight. They did not, but they they got some things they could put in there. Gary you see Payton. How small they went that one time. Payton at the power forward. And they they got hit on it, but they also scored some points. Um, like, you know, they're, this is a mix and match. Like I said, you know, people criticize Steve Kerr like they don't see him coaching. This was coaching tonight. Like, that fourth quarter was coaching. It's like it's college basketball coaching. It's timeout, timeout, put new guys in, timeout, new guys in, put timeout, new guys in. And and it was risky because if it blows up in his face, what do they do? If they lose like this, what do they do in the next game? <laughs> well, not only that, like, to me, you know, now that now that they won this game, the, the Draymond benching, I guess you want to call it, um, can be – painted like positively like this is a veteran handling it well this is you know like you said he he came in and still did make some plays down the stretch in the offense defense and like if they lose tonight not only are they down 3-1 but like what does Draymond think if like that backfires on them Draymond for the series like you know his head might be somewhere else uh, but he stayed in it he just stayed in it this time again I was doubting that I was because I had that seat where I could watch him and he was really mad like really mad wandering around you know like they're about ready to get start again he's wandering around in the corner like what like what's he going to be like if it, is he out for the rest of the game is that what he's been told uh then he went back in and he played well but if they lose this game oof. i mean he would continue to play but mentally it would be tough for i think for he and steve to get back on the same page right away maybe they would eventually but it would be tough it would be tough yeah so um remember and this is kind of like late regular season, even beginning of the playoffs as, as Jordan Poole is having that awesome series against Denver and Steph's coming off the bench. And we always knew, hey, there's a looming decision to be made. Like, you don't want to take Poole out of the starting lineup. You know, there's a lot of times we were like, Wiggins might be the guy to pull. That's just like an outrageous thought to have now because, I mean, Andrew Wiggins played 44 minutes tonight. And like the four, like Steve Kerr. Did he get the 44? 44. Uh, I mean, he's absolutely necessary to have defensively on on Tatum and Brown you can't not have that big wing out there 16 rebounds career high by the way did not have a rebound in the first quarter so he went in the second third fourth quarter five rebounds five rebounds six rebounds this is a guy you you know I asked him about it post game but he's averaged he averages 4.4 rebounds for his career Uh, he's had some years or he's a you know starting Huge six foot eight bouncy wing, and he averaged like three point eight rebounds per game at one point in his career. Never more than five point two. In these playoffs, he's at seven point three. Give uh, you a good answer when you ask him what's clicked for you. What's clicked for him? Yeah, he said, "I want to win. win. I want to <laughs> win." It was a good answer. answer. It, it was, and I mean, I like was, I was walking with him to the media room, and he was he was it was crazy because he was so animated, and he was just like, you know, first he was like, "That was, that was so intense." I was like, did you really just grab 16 rebounds in the NBA Finals game? He was like, I want to win. Like, I want to win. We're, we're so close. We're right there. I want to win. Like, he was hyped. And then he got on the mic and was like, <laughs> <laughs> I, I want to win. <laughs> but he, like, 
You can tell Wiggins is like, oh, this is my shot here, right? He's got that vibe, like, this is my chance. Well, to me, he's, he's already seen so many points with this Warriors experience for him where his, his reputation is shifting and probably future earnings shifting where, you know, the all-star starter thing, obviously the winning thing, but, like, imagine a ring. Imagine Andrew Wiggins, NBA champion. Like, that's a Especially whole. Especially doing the things, the, the winning the things, way, yeah. right, yeah. where the things where his reputation was – being a scorer who couldn't win and a losing player, and now he's he's basically learning how to win and all the little things that win. All right, Jimmy Butler, let's go play some uh, play some five on five now, Jimmy Butler. <laughs> let's just see what happens there. Although I've heard it, Jimmy Butler was not likes Wiggins. Kind, of, I'm sure he didn't love Wiggins in that format. But it was Iguodala said that that Jimmy Jimmy told him you'll like down. Wiggins. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but. Yeah, incredible for his reputation, but he deserves every bit of it. He is an essential player, and he made shots tonight. Like, you know, I think he's been playing fine. He just hadn't made some shots. Tonight he made shots. Tonight he made some huge shots. Two big early threes, and then late, to me, one of the biggest plays of the game. They're down 94-90 with five minutes left. It's just it's actually just ticked under five minutes, and they have a missed shot. You know, it's like teetering. Down four with five minutes left, you're like every single bucket swing feels so big. And he just overpowers Marcus Smart on the backside for, you know, one of those kind of like, you know, it's like pogo stick where he rebounds and then he jumps right back up. And because it was a, you know, beat Smart for the rebound, jump right back up after he caught it, he beats, you know, Robert Williams is coming over for, for the shot block. And he has 50 offensive rebounds in these playoffs. I know I've said this stat before, but, you know, Looney's number one in the playoffs, 56 offensive rebounds. Andrew Wiggins number two in the entire NBA in offensive rebounds in the playoffs. Like, where did that come from? This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com slash courtside to learn more. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7, U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. You know, if I would have applied myself, I could have gone to the NBA. You think so? Yeah, I think so. But it's just like, it's been done. You know, I didn't want to, I was like, I don't want to be a follower. Hi, I'm Jason Concepcion. And I'm Shea Serrano. And we are back. We have a new podcast from Wondery. It's called Six Trophies. Woo! And it's the f-ing best. Each week, Shea Serrano and I are combing through all the NBA storylines, finding the best, most interesting, most compelling stories, and then handing out six pop culture themed trophies for six basketball related activities. Trophies like the Dominic. Dominic Toretto, I live my life a quarter mile at a time trophy, which is given to someone who made a short-term decision with no regard for future consequence. Or the Christopher Nolan Tenet trophy, which is given to someone who did something that we didn't understand. Catalina Wine Mixer trophy. Ooh, the Lauren Hill, you might win some, but you just lost one trophy. And what's more, the NBA playoffs are here, so you want to make Six Trophies your go-to companion podcast through all the craziness. Follow Six Trophies on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Yeah, it's it's wild. I do feel like, you know, it's it's uh it's like a, a well, right? It's <laughs> when you play with Steph and Clay and Jordan Poole 
Like, there's a lot of long rebounds. You, you just got to know how to rebound, right? You got to know how to get, get to the ball. I do feel like, like it's, it's, it's an ability. You know what I'm saying? Like, like hey, I, know where, I understand Steph's game. I know where he's coming off screens and all that. And reading it well, Looney does that well. But I also think because the floor is so spread, there's lanes to go. If you want the rebound, you just go get it. You know who had a few big rebounds? I don't know how many he had, but there were some big rebounds. It was Gary Payton. He came in oh, like late, late yeah, big ones. late big ones. Yeah, absolutely. He's getting up there. You're like, yo, who is that? Oh, that's GP. Yeah. Like he yeah. he was getting up pretty high. If you the floor spread because they're small, they don't have a lumbering big man in the middle. If you pursue the boards, they're there to get. And I think I think Looney has figured out this is how I stay on the floor. This is how they can't pull me out. And Wiggins has figured out. Oh, they love people who do this. <laughs> they love me if you I know, do this. Here we go. Not to make this a bash of, of Draymond Green, he just hasn't played well. But you know, you know who has not had a big rebounding playoffs, and we're talking about just wanting it, wanting it. That used to be who he was, and he'd go get it. I'm gonna go get it when it has to be done. Has he had a 15 rebound performance? Has he had even like? I think he's yeah. had a couple, but but like I mean, we've seen the stats all playoffs. They're too big. They're it's Looney and Wiggins. They they just dominated the glass for them all playoffs. And Steph got 10 tonight, right? I mean, he got he went in there and dug out 10. Now Draymond had nine, I think, tonight. So I, I don't want to. Hit him, Draymond but had just, four steals, by the and way. Eight, Draymond had a few assists. Like again, yeah. he did he was see, yeah. really good in the fourth quarter. Yeah. Like when he came, after he got benched yeah. and he came back in, yeah. he was under control. Yeah. I thought one of the biggest, the big, the dagger three. It was, Curry on the wing where he kind of waited for. Yeah, him. yeah, it was it was one of them plays where it was like Draymond had been killing the offense, but in that moment he kind of saved it because he knew hit number one to look for Curry when he stuck at the free throw line. But then also that little chemistry they have where it's like you dupe Derek White. Yeah. I think you're going to be. Yeah. Yeah. And it works, yeah. right? It worked perfectly, and Steph gets a look, and, that, and that's ball game. It was, one of, it was definitely him. Like if we saw Looney try to do that, and he threw it out of bounds, right? Yeah. Yeah. So the third person I wrote about tonight, Poole. I mean, this was Poole's best game in the series easily. You know, he has, he's, it's been tough for him to solve Boston's defense because they have Derek White, they have Marcus Smart, point of attack, which is better than anybody he's obviously facing these past. Robert Williams on the backside has been unbelievable, although his status, you know, he hurt his knee late, asked out, didn't come back, and that'll be interesting in the, in the next few days. But he, he was, li- I mean, he always looks. Limping yeah, he yeah I mean, he's just, like, yeah, it's just like limps everywhere and then blocks every shot. Um, but, Poole had 10 in, the first, in his first seven minutes, and I thought he was deferential in game three. He only took one shot in his first 10 minutes on the floor, and he was just kind of passing, getting off. It looked a little bit like the, the stage seemed a little bit frightening at, the, at that moment. To me tonight, really big start of the second quarter. He hits two threes. Remember they were playing this like defensive – it was Steph's on the bench for like four or five minutes, and it was just like basically 0-0 zero, zero for like the first two and a half minutes of the – Bielitsa, yep. Who can guard Jason Tatum? I guess it's unbelievable. Oh, picked picked Jalen Brown. Was it Jalen Brown or Tatum who he picked uh, near oh, center court? Then he goes yeah, and misses yeah, the layup. Yeah, yeah. But it was, it, he didn't. I think it was really it was Brown. Brown. Yeah, yeah I, I think it was kind of a fumble, but still, they did it because he was guarding him. Uh, but no, they had the defensive struggle, and he hit the two threes. They're up six nothing cool. you know, in, in the second quarter. Yeah, uh, that was big, really big. Yeah, and then it start, and so they they actually go plus one. No, 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 plus two there without Steph in that pocket. And then 
as you asked Steve about post game, you wondered, are you just going to play Steph the full fourth? And he he puts him on the bench. And I mean, this is again season on the line. Like if I if, mean if, on the line, yeah. Yo. yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it's like it's like if they go, let's say they lose that little. It was it ended up being about two and a half minutes or so with Steph on the bench. If they lose that pocket ten four, let's say go minus six and and then end up losing the game. That's the big criticism probably of Kerr post game. So that's that's a lot of responsibility for Poole because as we've seen, like they're good without Curry if Poole's good. They're bad without Curry if Poole's bad. Uh, and you know, first minute of that fourth quarter, he steps into a mid ranger. It's patient. He curls off. Oh, Robert Wood. He looks so smooth yes. and calm. It's what he hadn't been early in the series. And he like you know they didn't explode in that pocket. They ended up going minus three, but you know they let they they didn't make it so he had to rush Curry back. And it's a two-point game when Steph comes back, and that's because Poole had a couple, you know, nice buckets. I, I don't know what he ended up with, but, like, he was really important, he I thought. played some D, too. He played some D. I mean, not, you know, not great D, but he, like, got beat, recovers, knocks the ball out of bounds. Good deflection yeah. on the long I mean, yeah, pass. Exactly. So, like, I think you know, I noted, like, every time we asked about – Pool's offense last game Kerr said it's going to start with defense like we get a transition it's better for everybody and I think he meant it's Pool's defense like he's just got a battle on that side that's all they've ever asked and he battled tonight like he was ready for it hey it was his first finals road game last game you thought maybe he'd gone through enough playoff experience that he'd, he it wouldn't be that big a deal but it was a big deal and, and we all know it was incredible game three was the, the the emotion the power of what the Celtics were doing feeding off the crowd and and I think he he, he took a couple steps backwards just just physically my god but tonight that wasn't happening and the crowd wasn't quite the same I, I mean I didn't I mean I was sitting way way behind not in the middle of it but I did not feel that from the crowd tonight I thought the crowd was incredible now it's like a tough you know if the other team's playing better it's tougher to be into it but like there was a few moments like remember when Tatum went diving into the bench yeah. like you don't usually see crowd like they lit yeah, they up and it was like he didn't it was like kind of a fake hustle play but I'm like fake hustle for real <laughs> yeah he's running he's making the face balls out of bounds he's diving but they that's where you can see like what this crowd can be because I just don't feel like a lot of crowds will lift up that moment like they did. Um, all right, I think. I mean, I, we should probably. Clay played well too. I had. I've already had a few people under the story say I didn't give Clay enough love, but you know, he he hit a big three, pretty good defensively. I mean, like he missed some shots too. He missed some open threes, but I just we should probably just go back to Steph. Um, just kind of close out the pod. Can he, do, can he do this the rest of the way? Like something like this? Like that's quite like maybe. Um, I mean, you figure the chase game's going to be easier than, than anything that he dealt with here. He, he was incredible. I don't think they can think about that, though. They have to think be more balanced. They have to. And that they get something like this from, from Steph again, all the better. But I don't think they can say, okay, we're going to go win game five. Steph's going to do that. And then we're going to come back and win game six because Steph's going to like, – it's a little bit too much to ask. It was incredible. But I mean, we've seen guys like Jimmy Butler runs out of gas. Like, that, that happens sometimes. Uh, but it was amazing to see, though. So, I mean, two nights ago we're in here. They've lost 2-1. They lo- they were physically overwhelmed. Steph was great, but clearly didn't have enough help. And then Steph gets the foot injury. And the way he was limping off the stage, you figured, you know, he's probably going to try to power through and play it. But at, at that point, late night when we were here a couple nights ago, I kind of thought the series was heading towards potentially an end because I just didn't – you didn't know how limited he'd be. Now, over the next 48 hours, I think, you know, come into practice and hearing him talk and say he's playing for sure, come into shoot-around this morning where he's on the court getting shots up. You know, if it was so bad, they would have just been like, stay off it as long as possible, basically. Pre-game, he's doing his you know, normal pre-game routine. Uh, it seems pretty clear that the injury was more frightening than impactful. I mean, he looked like himself, obviously, physically tonight. 
Um, and then to me, the first quarter, I mean, we were sitting there the way he, he go, they go up 23, 18 and he's yelling at the Boston crowd after he hits two threes. Uh, we meet, right at you guys. Or basically like it was in our direction, but it was like right then I was like, Whoa, you know, this is a different version of like a locked in Steph Curry. Not that he hasn't been, but have you ever seen him in a first quarter do that? Nah, that's what I wrote about it. Never. I mean, they were at five Yeah. and he made two in a row. Right. It, it, it just. It felt like that was like a maybe a little dance, a little yeah, shimmy, yeah, and then walked yeah. to the bench. It was like it wasn't. It was like all right, I'm here, but I do think, as they as uh, Draymond said, like you could see it after game three. I, number one, I just think he hates when he has an injury and everybody's asking about it and talking about it. Like he hates it. He hates being the weakling who is hurt and like it, it just feeds into his whole. I'm not soft. Well, how about, remember practice yesterday? He comes in, it's like the camera's clicking, like, yeah. <laughs> everyone, it's like, is he limping? Is he limping? You know, everyone's got their phones out, and it was like, obviously, like, every question was about his foot, and like, you know, so what you're saying is right, and you could tell he was, he was defiant, and like, I'm gonna play. Yeah. I, like, I don't know that's, much that's about the injury, know, yeah, I'm yeah. playing. Okay, so stop, like, I'm playing. He, yeah, he hate, he Like, I don't that. even think the Warriors, they're probably like, well, we wouldn't mind listening to his questionable, like, making the Celtics think about some things. He was like, no, I'm playing. Nah, he, he. He has this thing about being seen as soft, and he don't want the injury. He still won't talk about his knee from 2016, right? Like, he, he hates that stuff. But, and I also think he really wanted to end that narrative. Like, nope, you're not, you're not going to get me. You're not going to say I'm hobbled. You're not going to say I can't handle it. You're not going to say they're too tough for me or they're too physical. I tried to get him to complain about the refs. He wouldn't do it. But, you know, what I wrote was, like, him yelling in the first quarter, was like okay, I'm here. <laughs> you you guys yeah, have to. I'm back. I'm back. Well, that was that was 2016. That was, four, <laughs> yeah. that was also fourth quarter too, yeah, right? It was like overtime. Yeah, yeah. Overtime. So it was like that in the first quarter was like you're gonna have to deal with me all night, right in front of their bench. Yes. By the way, I know it was in our section, but I, that was like right next. He to He walked bench. all the way. Like he, he walked away from the bench I during was the time. Warriors fans over there or something? That's like no, I, no, I no. There's a there's Celtics fan. Yeah, there's a back view of it where it's like yeah. Celtics fans looking Jeez, at him like I yelling. I what he was doing. Like, either he's yelling at Marcus or there's Warriors fans or something. I didn't like, know. Like turn your phone <laughs> off. Don't blame the kid. Don't blame the kid. By the way, you and him are having quite a series yeah, on the podium. Yeah. We are. We yeah, are. The camera <laughs> love it because like anytime he's talking, I mean, he expressions on his face. Oh yeah, yeah. I, that, it's funny you say that. I remember because he he was really laughing. He he was really proud of himself for the phone joke he made to you the other oh, day. He was very proud yeah. at the end of like this like terse press conference kind of. He was really like proud. And he was giggling and yeah, you heard the cameras. <laughs> Like, oh, we can get him happy. Anyway. Um, Justin Bieber walked by or something. It was like paparazzi going crazy. Everybody's love everything. Like the NBA account is tweeting out, like, the interactions between you two. It's yeah, like, they're, they're really hype. You get a lot of money for that, I think, right? You're probably getting some percentage. Not at all. Uh, yeah, he should, probably, he should probably acknowledge the fact that I keep him at ease for these games, you know? There keep you him go. in this vibe and this element. You know what you I'm saying? Like, you and your you phone. You and my phone. Yeah, that, you know. This is this is a long history of press conference needling, so we we got to keep it going for the sake of golden. All right, in my opinion, the series is game five. The I mean, it, that's that's usually the case. This isn't some like you know, you know, <laughs> awesome you know take by me, but uh, I just you know like and that's gonna be a like this is gonna be a very difficult game for the Warriors. I know they they come back with momentum. I mean, the the expectation is. 
I mean, I bet Vegas probably nudges them back to slight favorites 2-2 with home court, but man, they're going to need a lot in that game. Yeah, the the benefit for them is, you know, you, you feel like Poole, Clay, you know, Wiggins, they, the more, they make shots at home, right? And that's what they need is they need other people to score. This Celtics defense is so tough. When you get open shots, you got to hit them. Like, you just have to. Uh, and, you know, at home, they just got to hit those shots. And, you know, you got a better chance to. Did Otto Porter hit a shot? He, 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 I don't think so. Not, not a real shot. Yeah, Otto yeah. Porter makes shots at, yeah. at Chase, yeah. right? Like Jordan Poole <laughs> belly, makes shots at belly. Chase. So it's like you get that. I mean, it, it felt like a long time ago, that, that part of the series. But, what, seven out of the eight quarters, they, they looked really yeah. well, right, at, at Chase? Maybe six. Yeah, I'd say six. There was like game one. The fourth was obviously like their worst quarter ever. But uh, game two, or I think the second second quarter, second quarter of game one wasn't good either. But when they actually went to half down, I was like, how are they down? That's right. Yeah. After this, yeah. So I I just feel like they've got, you know, whereas Poole was having a tough time here. You know, Clay. You know, what was he seven for seventeen tonight? Uh, Clay was Clay was better in the Boston game, though, because he wasn't good in the. Nah, he wasn't. Yeah, ten of thirty-three. Well, they, they, Draymond, Draymond should probably be better. Draymond should I don't be better. Know. I, I, I remember we went into this thinking the Celtics might be getting fatigued. They played two more games. They were coming off the seven-game series, off another seven-game series, and people got mad at me when I this was like Marcus, Marcus Smart didn't look great, but he wasn't running back in, on defense. Like he I had didn't that one, that. and they called pull for the loose ball yeah. foul. But remember when he crashed yeah, hard? There's something that was going on with him. Again, people get really mad when you say that, but it's like he scored points, but it wasn't the same mark. Like this game three, he was just like just running into people. It was unbelievable uh, the force he was playing with. Robert Williams, like, there's a chance you don't never know, but they might be wearing down a little bit. Like, the, the, this has been a long haul I mean, for them. If they're not, it's yeah. some epic toughness, yeah. right? It's, it's, it's like this is this is so many games they played, you know, in a row, in a row, in a row. With the you know, Warriors have had these, you know, six days off. They seven went seven days, seven. Yeah. Their yeah. last two series were seven yeah, seven. So. And I would say about Robert Williams, he really by the end of the Miami series, game six, he had to be pulled. Game yep. seven, he yep. played like fifteen they, minutes. They might be running up on that and again. The, the Warriors have sad stuff with the foot. Obviously, there's there's all kinds of issues. But I think this might be what we were thinking. Like you forget what you think going into a series because it all changes. But I was thinking, like, okay, weren't we thinking that this? If the Warriors got a lead, the Celtics might really start wearing down, and and maybe that's that shows up in Game Five. That's where it would start to show up on the road, you know, it, it, with the Warriors winning this huge momentum building game in Boston. Let, let's see what they have energy wise. I mean, Tatum is just expending so much energy out there. Brown is expending so much energy out there. Uh, so is Steph, but so is Wiggins. But they play two fewer games, and they have much more rest. Maybe that's the main advantage the Warriors have going in, just physically. We might, uh, we might have seen that in the fourth quarter tonight. Yeah, I yeah. think they did. They were just chucking threes. Yeah, they were petered out. They were, they were petered out. And they, like, they were just kind of dribbling around. All of a sudden, the shot clock's coming. Like, they did nothing. On, and then all of a sudden, the shot clock, like, wait wait a minute. You got to do something. I, I believe I saw Jason Tatum was shooting 34% in this series. Like, that, to me, the way what Steph just did here, to me, that's, like, the way, like, Tatum has to have a game. Like, if Tatum is, you know, 
the star that's going to be 1A on a title team. I mean, maybe he doesn't have to. Jalen Brown could just have a big game and probably win finals MVP if Jalen Brown does. But um, He's been there. Ta- yeah, Tatum's shooting 34% in this series. Yeah, yeah. He's being guarded great by Andrew Wiggins. <laughs> I mean, it's just been amazing. Brown's making some ridiculous shots, like yeah. incredible shots, like, you know, over Draymond, full extended, leaning back, boom. Oh, it's one of his, so, like, the lefty scoop oh, today. Yeah, oh, yeah, it's just – he's been fantastic. So uh, – I bet you he's got energy still, but some of those. I mean, it's been it's been a long road. They've fought through a lot of tough stuff, and maybe maybe that they're a little bit slower than the Warriors, and and they've got to go on the road. They know they got to win two. Well, they don't have to win two if they win game five. They can win game six, but they might have to win one or they got to win one or the other five or seven. Uh, that's all. That's that's a lot of stuff. A lot of stuff on their minds, and they have never won before, and the Warriors have. Yeah, I mean, you got to remember though with the Celtics, I believe eight and three on the road in the playoffs yeah, might be the was, number. Yeah, it was seven and two, yeah. and eight and two, eight. And three, also, yeah. monster game six win in Milwaukee, monster game seven win in Miami. <laughs> this is you know, it, game five in the finals against the Warriors and, and Chase is different. Seven zero after a loss, seven and zero after it a loss. Eight, it's really good. It's a really good number. But hey, the Warriors were nine and zero at home before they lost to the Celtics. So like these these runs can end. They can be they can be upended. You're playing this is the best two teams in the league. I don't think there's a question about that. So a lot of these numbers are like they weren't against that team. Yeah. And this is against that team for both sides. This is this is a, a whole other level. But um, gonna be great game five. I'm looking forward to. It. I mean, what two two does is all you just need now is one great game from somebody, right? Like that, either side. Yeah, or, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. now, it's you don't have to do it for it. Now, now it's just. Yeah. So it don't, it doesn't matter how poor you poorly you've played. It doesn't matter if Clay gives them oh. one game. Well, this is Clay, right? Yeah. The, you know, we're getting to the Clay portion of the yeah. series, aren't we? <laughs> yeah, like, right? you know. One good game. Now, no, nothing else matters. You get one good game from Jordan Poole. One good game from Draymond Green. Like that tilts an entire series. That's what two two does. It puts you in that spot. And like, like Harrison Barnes and twenty. Oh, wait a minute! It might be the opposite. I have a question. I have a question for you, and this is this is probably more more of a discussion point after the next podcast. But what are the over under on first quarter shot attempts for Clay in Game Six back here? I mean, he is like <laughs> he is gonna try to summon that thing early. He's five, gonna reach a five in the first five quarter? threes in the first oh, five, five threes. threes. Yeah, it's gonna be like eight shots, yeah. uh, and he might make a lot of them too. Like I don't put nothing against that guy. Uh, but yeah, that that's a lot of stuff coming up, a lot of things go- going on. But these are that's why these are huge games. That's why these huge moments, and the Warriors don't screw them up. And they won their t- twenty-seven straight road, uh, series where they won a road game. They're, that is a monster number, monster number. Monday night in Chase Center. We will talk to you game five of the NBA Farm.